Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this show for selfish reasons, because we will be retiring in the next few years, but we're not sure where. Then a light bulb went off in Jean's head. What are others doing? With so many baby boomers retiring, there must be many relocating. So we decided, let's connect with them and pick their brains. But first, a little background. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I am not Asian. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I am a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we'll be speaking to folks from around the country and now around the world who have moved to venues of their dreams and more. And we will share their stories and we will share their intimate secrets. No. I'm just kidding, Jean. But we will provide information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. Today, we're back to sunny Florida, to the city of Stewart, known as the sailfish capital of the world. Jean, did you know that a sailfish is a fish of the genus Istiophorus of billfish living in colder areas of all the seas of the earth? And it holds the record for the fastest speed of any of Earth's marine animals. Believe it or not, I did not know that. <laughs> All right. For those of you in the audience, a sailfish looks very much like a swordfish, if I'm looking at this correctly. And it is one amazing creature. And it's part of the marlin family, as I understand it. One day we should do a show just on fish because we have so many <laughs> guests who live near them. All right. Today we have Diane Gush. Diane grew up in Connecticut. She attended Sacred Heart University in Connecticut. For most of her career, she worked for General Electric for a total of 24 years in multiple divisions, and she retired in 2016. Diane's work revolved around compliance and risk management, including implementation of compliance policies, establishing controls, doing auditing and training, among many other tasks. I had the pleasure of meeting Diane in 1987 or so when we were both GE Ombuds people, handling corporate hotlines for whistleblowers, employees, or third parties who informed us on interesting issues, allegedly (laughs) issues, that either led to investigations when they were appropriate and so on. Ah, the good old days, right, Di? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Diane's management career highlights include working in power generation services in Atlanta, Georgia, security and crisis management in Shelton, Connecticut, doing state and regulatory audits, and auditing and risk in Shelton, Connecticut as well, where she was responsible for financial and operational audits for over 135 GE supply branches. Hmm. I thought, are we missing GE Capital in here? Yes. Yeah. Because I started GE Capital. Okay. Oh, I love GE Capital. Prior to GE, she was vice president at the Bank of New England in Hartford, Connecticut, doing guess what? Compliance work. For those of us in compliance, this is a huge world and there's so much work to be done. 
And unfortunately, there's so many people who do things that they're not supposed to do. So it gives us great, great job security. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Um, Before retiring, Diane started a concierge services side business called Helping Hands, which we'll ask her about momentarily. But it didn't quite launch as a result of her mother having a heart attack two weeks into the startup. Oh, so sad. Between her surgery and cancer, Diane decided she needed to be her mom's helping hands. So with retirement, Diane started working on her tan, relaxing, and happy hours with friends. She notes that she's working on continuing to remain healthy to enjoy the rest of her life, her family, friends, wine. There you go. And sunshine. She's looking forward to traveling more in the future, but for now, she'll remain her mom's caretaker. So she needs to remain close to home. You know, that was one of the reasons why we moved to Bay Ridge um, over 20 years ago, because we wanted to move out. Where were we, Jean? Oh, I think we were in Brooklyn Heights. Yes. We wanted to start a family, knew that we wanted to be near family. Okay. So without further ado, Diane Gush. Take us away to Stewart, Florida. Well, I I love this little town and so happy I did settle in here. Um, the reason I ended up picking Stewart <laughs> is very ironic. Um, it started when my mother's friend moved down here. Her, my mother and her friend Simone traveled from Connecticut down here because she had bought a condo. She basically threw her stuff in her condo and gave my mother a set of keys to use it because she had to move to back to France to take care of her ailing mother. So she says, use the condo anytime you want while I'm in Europe. So we did just that, used it. And the more we would come down for a week or weekends, we met so many lovely people and we loved it. Um, my mom's sister, my aunt, ended up coming down and using her condo and bought the condo next door to her. So then now my mother had her sister and brother-in-law down here. <laughs> so I had befriended a, a realtor down here. And um, I told her, I said, if you ever see anything, I love this little town. Let me know. I happened to be down in Pompano on GE Business for GE Supply. She called me up. And she said, guess what? I'm putting a condo for sale in another area across the street in a development. I'm putting it up for sale tomorrow. Do you want to come and look at it? I said, right after work. And it was only an hour's drive from there. So I flew up, looked at it, made an offer. They countered. And that was the end of it. And that was my condo. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. It needed a lot of renovations. It was still, you know, in the uh, 70s, you know, with the turquoise carpet and the (laughs) <laughs> the avocado appliances and the, <laughs> the, brown, yeah. the orange and brown vinyl wallpaper. You wow. Know? We, wow. We all remember that. <laughs> I got a steal in it. I mean, it was a corner, first floor corner unit. So, and it's close to the beaches and the store. So it was just perfect. So, I mean, and I just love it. So with that, I'm, I said that will be my little beach place every time I come down. Well, I wasn't able to move in at that because that's been over about 20 years ago. Of course, I was still working. My mom moved it in from Connecticut. I figured, why should she stay there? My dad had already passed away. So she kind of squatted on my my condo. <laughs> <laughs> squatted, yeah. 
Uh-huh. But it worked out great because when I wanted to go on vacation, everything was open. You know, I had a refrigerator stocked, electricity was on. And because the first few uh, couple of years, she didn't. And, you know, I would have to go down and start turning everything on, you know, so it worked out good. Stewart is a fun town and it is the selfish capital of the world. We have a gigantic statue with a water fountain around it. You know, it's us insignia on all our little pins and flags everywhere. So, but we love it. Yeah, the, oh, the roundabouts are something down. We have several roundabouts in, in Stewart to go around different places. And there's one, it's called Confucius Corner. That's our biggest one in downtown. Because when you get to it, there's so many other streets. I think there's five intersection streets that... N- our snowbirds or people from out of town can't figure out which way to go when they get to that roundabout. Who has the right of way? Where do you go? And there's a <laughs> rail track that goes through it. You're not supposed to stop. The person that's going over the rail track has the right of way naturally in case the train comes through. The out of towners, you you know who's from out of town or a snowbird because they're like, where do I go? Which way do I go? What <laughs> lane? Do I go in the right lane to go straight or the left lane? And that's why it's called Confucius Corner. But there are several of them all over the place. You don't know how to drive around them. And there's a railroad that goes through it as well on top of that? Yes, there's a railroad. We have a railroad that goes straight through our little town. And what rail is that? Is it Amtrak? or No, no, it's just commercial. But pretty soon uh, they're talking about um, passenger. They're talking about our Bright Line, uh, which is now from West Palm to Miami, which is a beautiful consumer railroad. And they want to bring it all the way to uh, Orlando. So some of the towns in between are fighting it because we have enough of commercial uh, that they don't want a consumer train, but it's a high-speed train. I have taken it from uh, West Palm to Miami and it's beautiful. Mm. It's clean, it's high-speed, it's beautiful because my girlfriends and I, for something to do, we were doing that pre-COVID. It was a way to get down to Miami and back. I I don't know what they're going to do now. And how long was that trip? Uh, it on the train. It's about an hour and fifteen minutes. Not bad. Wow, fast. No, no. It's and it's so clean, so fast, so nice. But uh, certain towns were fighting the stop because they don't want all that traffic. And mm-hmm. I think it would be. I want it in Stewart. I, I'm for the stop in Stewart. We have the area where they can build and for the parking. Some people aren't. I am having done it so many times. It's owned by Virgin oh. here. So the, the name of it, it wasn't. He just bought it out. It's supposed to be changed to Virgin. Okay. So it's an existing. Yes. City. Yes. Okay. So he's building all that to Orlando, which I'm for too. If I want to go up there for the day, I would. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little over uh, about a two hour drive. If I was to drive, it'd be an hour and 15 minutes if I was to take the train. Right. And you don't, you could leave your car behind and you can just yes. enjoy the stress free. Secure parking garages wherever their stops are. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so great. Multi level, the way you described it. Yes. Okay. And would you say Stuart has a small town vibe or more of a small city vibe? It's a small town vibe. We're one of the few that have our own city police, city town hall. Most of them are run by the county. So they have a county sheriff and all of that. But we're incorporated with our own police department, mm-hmm. our, you know, our, our own fire department, our own EMS. We're not relying on the county. We have all our, our own, our own city hall. 
How does that affect the taxes? Uh, it keeps the taxes pretty low. We, mm-hmm. we do well with that. Yeah. I'm a volunteer for the, in the city on, <laughs> you'll love this, their independent review board. <laughs> of course. Good, good. You have good qualifications. Yeah. Well, they were looking for somebody and I happened to see it and I submitted my resume and they hired <laughs> the attorney jumped on me like that. Uh-huh. So it's been five years I've been with them. Oh, that's and great. They were, they were just changing the board up and they were going to reduce from eight to five people. So he called me, he goes, you do want to stay on, don't you? I said, yes, if you have me, I love, I love the job. <laughs> wow. It's all volunteering, but you know, it, it, there's not a lot of work because if we get four cases a year, that's it. That knock on wood, we're happy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. You know, and it's hard to just retire to kind of just bathing in the sun. I mean, I, you know, you need other kind of stimulation, you know? Yes. I say I bathe in the sun. You know, I, this week I got to the beach two times and it was probably the first time in four or five months that I've been to the beach. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It's, I, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. How's but, COVID affecting you guys? I mean, is there, um, are, are restaurants closed or? Yeah. yeah our governor has kept almost everything opened. That's he's right, closed that's right. very little. And um, with the vaccines, he's pushed them. Uh, I mean, people are getting that vaccinated. One, two, three. My mother and I are both vaccinated twice already. Oh, oh good. Great. Most, most all my friends have gotten their second vaccines already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's been, our governor's really been pushing it. Of course, they, there's not a mandate to wear a mask, which I'm not happy. However, almost every restaurant you go into, all the staff wear masks. You see people wearing the masks into the restaurants till they okay. sit down. They'll okay. put it on to go to the restroom. So even nice. though it's not a mandate, people are still doing it. Yeah. And okay. restaurants on their own may require it, right? I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them know if they don't, people won't eat there. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It'll hurt business. Yes. I know. I won't eat in the restaurant if the staff doesn't have them. Yeah. That's the last thing you need, right? Jeopardizing right. your life. So tell us, um, all these visits to Florida, did you consider other towns or cities? Were there any other competing? I mean, there's so much in Florida. Well, prior prior to me actually, you know, making that decision, my girlfriend lived in West Palm and I used to visit her a lot. And I used to say I would never live in Florida. It just wasn't for me. And I think it's because she lived in West Palm and it was so busy and just overcrowded. And I didn't like it. So I said, Florida's not for me. And then she would take me to different places and it would always be South mm. and it would be busier. So I could never picture myself living in Florida because it was just too crammed. And my cousins live in South Carolina and I kind of like that. And I said, well, you know, even in the winter, you get a little chilly. So I still have that little bit of winter. So I said, you know, maybe I'll consider, you know, moving to South Carolina. I've got family there and I loved, they live in the Greenville area and I loved everything about it. I had gone there on business and I used to go visit them. So that was a consideration. And my mother was in agreement with it. But then when I visited Stewart, I just fell in love with it. It was, it's so quaint. The downtown has just got these little shops and everybody you know, once you start to live here and you get to know people, everybody knows you. Wow. Um, the, the the restaurant people, you walk in and you know they say hi. You know everybody wow. knows 
down here. I'll say, hey, D, how you been? I haven't seen you, you know, that type of thing. So, oh, wow. So it's like Mayberry. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, if it's a place you frequent, they know you. They, okay. they, you know, I could walk in and, you know, they know probably just what I'm going to order or it's just so friendly. So it sounds unlike the other places that are crammed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like some of the towns that are in um, the west coast of Florida, more mellow. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I think it's although I love the west coast because I had vacationed over there. Mm-hmm. To me, like a, when I was over there, it may have changed. I haven't been over there too much lately, but except for the Tampa area because I lived there for a year for work. Like in the Naples area, they seem to pull the sidewalks in at six o'clock over there. <laughs> You know, it's like there's not much happening after that, you yeah. know, yeah. and then there's really, you know, everything is far to do. Whereas on the West Coast here, I mean, the East Coast, you're two hours to Miami, you're two hours to Orlando, up and down the East Coast. And it's cooler on the East Coast. You get the ocean breeze on the West Coast. You have the Gulf where it's very, uh, you know, it's hot. There's no breeze in that Gulf. And most of the hurricanes come up there and settle there and zoom up that way. Oh, okay. So that was a big decision also. Yeah, I I bet. I wouldn't want those hurricanes worrying. Um, (laughs) I mean, we get them here, but like all last year, everything went through the Gulf. And a lot of times it does. It goes up through there and through Louisiana and the Gulf Coast. Yeah, that makes sense, especially when you're looking at those weather maps and those little circles with the eye right. and all that. Yeah. Have you ever had to evacuate? Yes, we did two years ago. Um, it turned out we probably didn't have to, but I put up the shutters and um it was coming, it was coming like right for Stewart and going up. So what we did is uh and my mother's on oxygen, so I didn't want to take the chance of losing the power. And in condominiums, you can't have a generator. So uh, we went south because it wasn't going to hit down south. So I went, uh, I called and got a hotel and for two days and we went south and we were fine. Wow. That was smart. Yeah. I looked at it, you know, and I says, okay, it's coming this way and it's going up that way. We're going to go down that way. So I got a, I got a hotel at the Marriott down south and we were fine. <laughs> I told my girlfriend we were going to be down there. I hadn't seen her for a while. She came, she joined us for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> It's good that you were able to get a reservation. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I looked at it in advance. You know, people keep waiting and waiting. I said to my mm-hmm. mother, I'm going to do it. If I even if I lose one day's room, if I have to, I'd rather be safe than be sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, if I have to cancel and lose one day's room, I'll do it. At least we have it, you know, because yeah. if you wait too long, you don't have it. Then people are scrambling. And I, right. Right. Yeah. right. With her on oxygen, I have to do that. So, you know, I prepare ahead of time for everything. And I just, you know, I'll chalk it up with a grain of salt if I have to lose a room, you know? Yeah. 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 And the Marriott's a nice place to stay. You know, even yeah. if you wind up like, you know, having a little short trip for no reason is good. <laughs> exactly. That's what I told her. I says, we can still go. We'll catch up with Sandy. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lives down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, you know, the cost of living, of course, further north, like Connecticut, is a lot higher. And we know the financial savings of Florida. But how? what is the cost of living difference to you? One of the big things is if you're still working or you, uh, there's no income tax down here at all. It's zero income tax. So when I first started, moved down here, I was still working for six years. 
Mm-hmm. I lived in Tampa for one year. That's where they transferred me mm-hmm. when I was with GE Energy. So they transferred me. I was working one year there and then they let me move here to continue working out of the house. So I, uh, there, there was no income tax whatsoever taken out of my salary. So that was a big. Just, just federal, no state income tax, you mean, right? Right. No state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm fine. I find the prices of gas on your car is much cheaper down here than in Connecticut. Cause my sister and I are always comparing prices <laughs> food. I would say probably about the same, you know, Because my sister's going grocery shopping with me when she comes down here. But we have a lot of happy hours with cheap prices for like, you know, drinks, half price drinks and little. And I don't eat a lot. So as a retiree, my friends and I and I take my mother out, we go out for a little drink and a little bite to eat. And, you know, maybe for twenty dollars, my mother and I can have dinner. What? You know, (laughs) that's amazing. Yeah. It is. So is, is that the early bird special? Yeah. You know, you know, something like that because we eat early here, you know. So <laughs> no, Jean loves the early birds. Hey, why not? You yeah, know, we yeah. all do, and there's a lot of them done. And in the summertime, when the snowbirds are gone, you get such deals because the restaurants are empty. So they want the locals to come in. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's a win-win for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I always thought about. So when you live in Florida, you see a lot of snowbirds. Does it interrupt the flow of things? I mean, does it make it so congested? Yes, I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. Right now, it's very congested. But then again, they're spending money here, and that keeps everything going. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. So, sometimes we just, you know, okay, let them have fun. They're going to be gone, you know. Then we see, the, we see the car trailers coming in that transport the cars back up. So as soon as we see one or two of those, we go, yay, they're leaving. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Oh, so they fly down and they and have they their car transported. Yeah, a lot of them do. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> we always think of like not even taking the car. Yeah. Or renting a car. Oh, my you goodness. Well, if, if you're coming for three or four months, I guess it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. And what about the, the real estate taxes? How are they? Um. It depends on the size of your house, your condo. Like now, um, for my condo that I have, I had it homesteaded, and for that little condo, it was it was a one bedroom, uh, corner unit, first floor, um, one and a half baths. When it went, when I had it homesteaded, that the taxes on that were only um, two hundred dollars a month. Oh wow. But now I can't homestead it anymore because I, we're not living in that particular one. So they just went up to eleven hundred dollars. I'm, I mean, it was two hundred dollars a year, and now I'm not living in it anymore. I've got to use it as a rental. It's eleven hundred dollars a year. Oh, that's a oh, big that's jump. So, so cheap, though. eleven hundred dollars a year. I know. I'm just, I was just thinking, yeah, two hundred <laughs> to eleven. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, so if you if you have a place that you homestead, you, your taxes go down really low. But my mother had to move in here with me. Mm-hmm. So I that condo that I had originally bought, you know, 20 years ago, it's too small for us to live in. So but they can, it depends on the size of your house, whether it's a condo or a house, how big your yard is. So but everybody says they're comparative. No one complains about the taxes. And Stewart has the lowest taxes. I forget what the mill rate is, mm-hmm. but you go up one, two towns over to Port St. Lucie. There's a, th- there's a probably the, one of the highest in Florida. 
Oh. Oh, wow. So how, yeah. how far is Port St. Lucie in terms of driving? Oh, probably about 15 minutes if that. Oh. Yeah, it's not oh. that far at all. Because people I know find beautiful big homes there that are affordable, but they don't want it because of the taxes. Oh, uh, interesting. Because I know Port St. Lucie because we've gone to uh, Club Med there. Yes, yes. Right? That's yeah. the big Club yeah. Med? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that that Club Med is real close because that's on the right on the border, mm-hmm. uh, which is like only ten miles. So we go okay. to Club Med sometimes for the day, the girls and I. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get a day pass if there's a bunch of girls. We go over for the day to do all the sports. Okay, we go early it. in the morning. We have our breakfast, lunch, and we usually will do dinner out. Yeah, what do they charge for one of those day passes? I think it could be anywhere from eighty to one hundred and ten dollars, depending on the season. Oh, not bad. Yeah. No, it's not to do all those water sports. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so neat. That's great. That's good to yeah. know. Um, talk to us about um, healthcare and uh, what that's like, what's available in Stewart. I'm on um, Medicare and AARP as my supplement. Mm-hmm. And I have wonderful doctors. They take all of that. Oh, and I've never had any issues. Our local hospital, which used to be Martin, uh, Memorial was just taken over by Cleveland Clinic. So they're managing it now. I mean, my mother and I both have fantastic doctors and we both have a lot of medical issues mm-hmm. and the doctors are all great. Of course, I research all the doctors, you know, so, of course, of course, you know, they're, uh, you know, they didn't get their degree in some island you'd never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't make fun of Grenada. <laughs> no, I think she's heard of Grenada. Yeah, that one I've heard of. Uh, in fact, I think one of the doctors uh, did get her degree there, but now, um, you know, they're all great doctors. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Yeah, and n- we've never had a complaint with any of the ones that we've chosen. So, and when you first um, retired, did you have many friends already, or did you continue to make new friends in Stewart? Is it a friendly town? It is a friendly town. When I first moved here, uh, it was difficult because I was working from home and I wasn't going out much. If I went out, I went out with my mother on Friday nights and all her friends. And then, <laughs> You're so and then I said, this has got to stop. I got to meet people my own age. <laughs> this isn't good. You're a good daughter. Oh, yeah. But she was healthier then. She was living on her own. She was driving and but then I would just meet them. So I said, I've got to do something. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, app, the meetups. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So I want, it was like the end of December, I went in and I developed a meetup and I started my own group and called it Martini Tuesday Nights. I figured <laughs> of Stewart, I figured that would be a catchy name. Who doesn't want to go on on a Tuesday night for a, a martini? Well, I ended up getting a very large group joining that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and we we went. But then, you know, you get a lot of people that join that you wish they didn't join, you know. So <laughs> after about two years, I says, oh, this is the group got very big. I think there was like 80 people in the group, probably wow. about, about 40 that were active. Oh, my and, Lord. Uh, so then I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And a bunch <laughs> of us really agreed that, you know, some of the people were you know, not worth having. <laughs> I, disbanded, I disbanded the group and I kept, I think there was about 20 of us that became really close. Wow. We started a new group and allowed only 20 people to join. And when I started the new group, 
it was full so that nobody could join. Oh my goodness. 20 of us now have became really good close friends and we call it the Epicurean uh, explorers because we're really into food. Oh, I like that. Because we like to go out to like gourmet dinners and stuff like that. This past year has put a damper on it. We're hoping that we'll be able to revamp it, but I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's guys and girls. We're single, a couple of married couples, you know, okay. like that, but we're, 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 we do, we get close. So nice. Nice. You talk about the, the restaurants. How are the restaurants in, uh, in Stewart? Oh, they're great. I mean, you have a couple of chains, but then you have a couple of really local ones that, um, some of them are high end. Some of them are just, you know, nice medium level and they're really, really really good restaurants. My favorite is downtown. It's called Lorenzo's and it's just a Italian fusion type restaurant. Mm. So, yeah, I remember, I remember when you and I would meet up around Grand Central Station and, and try all those different, um, different restaurants. How right. do you compare the diversity of food down there? Oh, it's great. We have all kinds. I mean, we have the Indian, we have Thai. We, the only thing we, uh, we have the Italian fusion, we have a lot of Southern uh, farm to table. Oh, uh, nice. type, uh, we have a couple of good ones like that. I love um, a lot of new, uh, a couple of new ones just opened up in Jupiter. Cause I go down to Jupiter a lot. Uh, Joe Namath actually uh, opened it up with uh, another, uh, another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's very unusual food, kind of uh, electric food, you know? Mm. So it's three, rest- three buildings together. You can walk one to the other and uh, one's like a high end sit down restaurant. The other's kind of uh, it's called Lu- one. That's the beak. And the other one's Lucky Shucks. It's kind of oysters. And stuff. But it's Ooh, the way wow. it, the food on there is very unusual. You know, you're not. What do you mean? A, um, it's just the way uh, he cooks it. Uh, it's like it's not a typical sandwich. He'll add all this very unusual twist of sauces and this and that oh. to it. And, then he has what he called topside and like he might have a, uh, a Cuban sandwich, but it's not going to be on a Cuban bun. It's going to be on like an Asian bun with some other stuff to it. And wow. Yeah. The, like the, the, whoever the chef is takes something and then changes everything to it. <laughs> wow. Cool. That sounds very New York and California. Yeah. yeah. The only thing we don't have good, we have a lot of Italian restaurants, regular Italian pizza. The only thing we don't have good here is a Chinese restaurant. Cannot get Chinese food anywhere. (laughs) You know, that is shocking. Yes. You know, they have them, but the food stinks. Yeah. You're used to the Northeast, my dear. Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, that's a a good tip for me. Good to know. Yeah. yeah, And I'm not going to start one because I can't cook very well. So (laughs) that's not true. Well, one of my sisters is a chef, so maybe I'll drag her down if uh, I go there. Yeah. Okay. But you can't get good pizza there? Yeah, finally that. See, I love Connecticut pizza. Mm. Uh, um, me too. New Haven. New Haven, yeah. The guy used to cook on Worcester Avenue in New Haven. Last year opened up a pizza place here. Wow. Just like New Haven. Oh, my God. I'm there all the time. We've already made friends. Jimmy and Diane know me well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I bet he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing so well. He's get, he's going to knock out the, the store next to him is going. And he's knocking it out and expanding. Wow. wow, that's great. So he closed in Connecticut? Well, he worked for the Connecticut pizza oh. places on Worcester Street for Pepe. 
Oh, oh he did. Wow. Okay. He worked for Pepe's and Sally's. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, the two famous ones. Yeah. 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 Lucky so, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good thing he's not near us because Gene's a pizza aficionado. <laughs> he's not going to relocate anywhere without checking out the pizza first. <laughs> trust me. And there is one place on the island that makes a pizza very close to New York. Mm-hmm. A okay. cheap pizza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all in the water, right, Gene? Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but anyway. Okay. So aside from beach and um, restaurants, what other types of entertainment are popular in Stewart? If you could find a nice place that has music, people love to go out at night to listen to music, have a couple of drinks, listen to music. If it's good, they dance, you know, to it. So like tonight, uh, there's a little place next door. So this one guy that sings, he's really great. He actually used to be with KC and the Sunshine Band. No, <laughs> I love it. He, uh, he usually sings. Uh, so if he's singing, we may go there for uh, dinner. He's out on the patio. So we'll have a bite to eat next door and listen to him sing and dance. He loves my mother. He thinks she's oh, the best. Oh, that's Aww. great. And if he's there, a couple of my girlfriends might pop down. Oh, say hi to Helen for me. I will. And what about, I hear there are a lot of artists in town. That, and there's one place called the Fish House Art Center. Are there many artists around? Yes, there there are. And there's more and more lately that are opening up. Uh, they just opened up and I haven't had a chance to go see it. That The Fish House is down on in Salerno. Uh, and I haven't been there since they redid it. They just made that huge. And they're looking for more artists to come in and participate on shows. And they just opened up a brand new uh, thing, art show. In fact, this weekend, they're having a big open house and wine tasting there tomorrow across the bridge from uh, my condo. Uh, So that's a whole new, I forget what they're calling it, but they're doing all kinds of fashion and art and wine tasting in another Harbor Bay Plaza. So they're, they're trying to bring more art into the whole area that way. And my girlfriend and her husband, uh, she designs art jewelry and she paints and her husband is a pottery and they just got a building and uh, she just uh, is opening that up. She's going to have a grand opening, I think, next week. They're, they're waiting to do some more painting on the outside of their store. And they just moved from New York, like Troy area oh. down here. Oh, wow. What about is is Stewart uh, a walkable town? Do you, do you need a car? How's that? Well, if you live close to the the main street, which is Ocean Avenue, then you could just walk all around downtown very easily. Mm-hmm. And they also have a tram downtown. So if you want to go to a couple of the restaurants that are on the water or around town, you can hop on this little tram and it'll bring you all around to the downtown areas and restaurants that way. But if you want to go through all of Stewart, you, you do need a car. So many people drive, I assume many people have cars. Yes. Yes. Tell us, are you on a, you're in a condominium, you said, right? Yes. Okay. So you're, it's a single story. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm on, I'm on a single story. uh, Right. You're in a single story unit, I should say. Yeah. People live above me. And for the most part is the area, a condominium area, is it elder friendly? Yes. Can you talk to us about your move from Connecticut, was it difficult? Did you have a lot to, you know, unload? And I know you did it in over the years, but still. For me, the move was 
easy because, well, when my mother first moved down here, she just, I just moved all her clothes and stuff because in the condo I had first bought, I bought all new furniture for it down here. Mm -hmm. So that was easy. Then when I moved, my original move was from Connecticut to Tampa because GE transferred me there. Oh, right. So they, that move was easy because they moved me there and I had gotten rid of a lot because the little uh, apartment I had in Tampa was small. So I couldn't bring a lot of stuff with me. Oh, so However, that was your big purge, really? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I moved from Tampa to here, I had to make that move myself. GE said I could come here to Stewart and work out of the house, but I had to make, I had to move. They weren't going to move me here get a mover to move all that stuff myself. Before then, you didn't have that much, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I was coming over on the weekends a lot. Anyhow, so I was just bringing carloads of stuff over every time I came. So Mm -hmm. they just had to move my big furniture by that time. So there was a lot to do. All right, that's not bad. So I think it's wonderful that you um, care for your mother at at this time when we have so many people see what's going going on in nursing homes. It's um, it's great to see you're going to be you're going to be happy with yourself in the coming years. And it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah. I, I love her. Like now tomorrow I'm going to be gone all day because I volunteer for fundraising for um, this place called Molly's house, which is like a Ronald McDonald's house. You know, they put families up in time of need. Right. Um, it's local here. And then we have our big polo event tomorrow fundraiser. So now tomorrow I'll just set her up with what she needs for the day and I'll, I'm able to go for the day. She should be good. So yeah. I have my phone right. on standby while I'm at this event. <laughs> <laughs> it's pol- pol- real polo with horses, you go? Oh, yeah. 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 It's a fundraiser. We we have tickets we sell. You can come and just do the tailgate or you can come into really great paella. And they have that with unlimited champagne and liquor and all this in the VIP. Then we have prizes for the best hat and all of that. Oh, wow. Just like the Kentucky Derby. And what does the money go towards? It's called Molly's House. It's here at Stewart. Molly had a rare case of leukemia when she was young. And she had to go around the state in all these places for different uh, treatments. And her dying wish was that Her father raised money to build something like this in Stewart. She died when she was, I think she was like 12 because they just couldn't find a cure for her. So the town got together and raised the money and they have the house uh, built now, sleeps 12 families. And it's beautiful. Each has a room with their own bathroom. It's two levels. Each level has its own kitchen. Beautiful. They renovated the kitchens, I think, three years ago. They swap out the mattresses, are donated every so many years. Nice. So beautiful park in the back. It's just a gorgeous building. And like if you're in the hospital and your family has to come and stay and they don't have money for a hotel, we'll put you up in Molly's house. You know, that's great. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. Tell us about Helping Hands or Helping Hands Ladies you were going to start. Oh, yeah. Helping Hands was a business I started. Got it all on social media and I got my cards all written up and everything. I was going to do that after my retirement. And just when I was about to launch it, my mom had her heart attack. So, you know, between the heart attack and her cancer, I just wasn't able to get it started. So I, I launched, I stopped that and I, uh, cause the helping hands was like going to be um, something that I was going to do like to help basically seniors around here 
take them to the store, take them to lunch, bring them to the airport, basically run errands for them that they might need, you know, help them write cards out at Christmas if they wanted that done. I had a whole list of different things and uh, it just, I wasn't able to do it Mm-hmm. because of my mom. So now my helping hands are with her. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like great, great idea. Now tell us, where is the nearest airport and does it fly out internationally and so forth? The, the closest airport would be West Palm, which is about 45 minute drive from here. I know they call it West Palm International Airport. However, I'm not sure It doesn't go to a lot of places like international that you would think. I think, you know, their international is Canada and maybe (laughs) so if you wanted to go international, you'd have to go to Fort Lauderdale or Miami. So Fort Lauderdale is probably like an hour and 15 minutes and Miami is two hours. Oh, not so bad. Not so bad. No. And you could get shuttles down there if you didn't want to drive. So Diane, what advice would you have for future retirees who are looking to relocate? I think the best thing is to probably visit the area that you want to, you think you want to retire and spend at least two weeks there. If you can a month, I had a friend come down and that's what she did. She spent the month down in this area and she traveled like to like Point Beach. She traveled a bunch of the areas around here. And then she went and stayed in, uh, I think it was Charlotte or, or no Myrtle beach and did the same. And she ended up retiring in Myrtle beach. Oh, okay. So her husband is a big golf person. Uh, And then he likes to uh, go to casinos. I don't know if there's a casino up that way or what, but those are his two interests. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but she ended up picking Myrtle beach for whatever reason. So, okay. Okay. That's good advice. And she's well, from Connecticut, so it's closer to go back to Connecticut. They drive to Connecticut back and forth. So, oh maybe, wow! So that's a, maybe that's that, quite a ride. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it was better than Florida. You know, being up to Myrtle Beach than sure. Here, sure. So. Okay. Well, this has been great. It's so good to catch up. We want to thank you for all your time. Yeah. Thank oh. you so much. You're wonderful. Oh, great. Well, if you think of anything else, let me know. Will do. Miss you guys. Miss you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you. Come down and visit. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com, and you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. <laughs>